welcome to Mint, the podcast dedicated to making spiritual things practical. My name is Aminta Geisler, and I'm excited to spend the next few minutes with you talking about God's Word and applying it to real-life situations. The goal of this podcast is to inspire you and equip you to run the race of faith well, one practical step at a time. Because just like a weight is useless if a person doesn't pick it up and do the workout, so faith will be useless if a person doesn't do the work of putting their spiritual knowledge into action. Together, let's go beyond learning into implementing, one practical step at a time, and let's grow stronger in our faith. Today on the show, I am so excited to welcome Zach Palmquist to the show. Now, Zach is a hockey player in pursuit of a big dream to play professional hockey, and he is also a man with a family on a mission to walk out his faith in his daily life. And so I am so excited to talk to him about what his faith and his hockey journey have looked like the last few years, and I just know that you're going to love his story too. So let's pray before we start. But Zach, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are and all that you have done for us. Lord, during this conversation, will you give us eyes to see you, ears to hear you, and hearts that are open to growing closer to you and courageous enough to take a step towards you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Zach, it's so fun to finally meet you because our families know each other, and I've always heard about the Palmquist family, so it's fun to finally get to meet you. Yeah, yeah, same. It's... uh... I know we've been talking about this for some time, and uh, to be here to be able to do this is uh, is awesome, and I'm I'm excited. Yes, there are some perks to COVID in that people are a little more available than they normally are. So, <laughs> yes, schedules it's are more easy. open for sure. Yes. Okay. So, with that said, you grew up in a hockey family. Your name is pretty well known in hockey circles in Minnesota. So, how was that? Have you loved hockey since you were a little kid, or was that even an option? Oh, <laughs> I'd say it wasn't even an option. Um, you know, my dad uh, setting records at Bethel University. Um, had us in, all in skates when we were two, three years old. So right from the beginning, uh, our family was a hockey family. And um, ever since then, we've carried it on through high school. And uh, for me, uh, uh, it's been pretty special to to keep going and, and make it uh, a dream of mine to do it as a profession. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And so where did you go to high school? I went to South St. Paul High School. Okay. Yep. And then you went to college at the Minnesota, at Minnesota State, State. Mankato, yep. right? Mankato, yeah. Okay. And then what did your journey look like after that? So after uh, Mankato, actually, we should I should step back. Right after high school, I went to Waterloo, uh, Iowa to play in the USHL for two years. Awesome. So then I went to college as a 21-year-old. Okay. I uh, graduated at 24. And um, after my senior year of college, I signed a contract with the Minnesota Wild. And I played four years there with the Iowa Wild in their uh, minor league system. And um, after the four years there, I played with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms for one year. And then this past year, I went over to Sweden and played in Umeå, Sweden. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And what was the name of the team over there? You told me, but I'm going to slaughter it. Yeah, it was Bjorkloven. 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 Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's so fun. And okay, so before we start to talk about that, because that's really cool. And your wife and your newborn son, he was like two months old. They went with you, right? Over there? Yes, they went right away with me. My so, son was two months old. 
Man, your wife's yeah. a trooper. She's adventurous oh, she's to take that on. She is yeah, the best. I bet she is. So when she listens to this, way to go. Yes. We are all proud of you and realize what an accomplishment yes. and feat that was to do that with such a young baby. But that is really cool. And you just got some really exciting news before you came over here. Can you share that? Yeah, so uh, it looks like I could be returning back to Umeå this year to play in Sweden. And um, uh, I did receive an offer to, to go back and uh now I think it's just the time to talk to my wife about it, make sure it's the right thing for us and and really pray about it uh overnight in the next few days to uh to see if that's where God wants me and um I'm excited to to see what happens. I love that. And I love that prayer is part of your decision making process. Oh, yeah. So we should probably talk about that too. So you grew up in a Christian family. Yes. And have you had faith since you were a little kid or can you kind of share your faith journey with us a little bit? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So um, I grew up in a Christian family. I mean, the faith aspect of, of our family was ingrained in me when I was just a little boy. Um, I remember um, sitting in my room with my mom and accepting Jesus in my heart when I was five or six years old. And That's like every mom's best memory yes. <laughs> right there was when those moments yeah. happened. Yeah. And I can still remember it to this day. And um you know, that's been ingrained in, into my heart ever since that day. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, road bumps that life throws at you. And, um, it's hard to deal with sometimes, you know, you, you, you want to fit in with every group. You want to be the please maker and you want to, um, enjoy life to the fullest. And sometimes God, God gets put to the back burners of, of your life. And for me, um, going to high school and going to college, that's kind of where I was at. And I didn't really get into my own element with God until probably after college, where I really felt like this is something that I need to put in the front of my life, not in the back of my life, where I turn around maybe once or twice a week to say hi. You know, it's it's got to be an everyday thing. And um, I contribute a lot of that to my family and especially to my wife who uh, pushes me each and every single day to be a better man of Christ. And it's been quite a journey, but uh, I don't regret anything that I've, I've been through. I would uh, do it the same way again because it has really made me the man who I am today. And, um, you know, it's 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 not an easy road it's not easy but um i just thank god for his grace each and every single day to amen (laughs) to to forgive someone like me and um what he did to um shed his blood on that cross is just unimaginable unbelievable yeah i know i look at that too every time i read about it every time i think about it i'm like man i am so unworthy yeah and um you know there's this passage in the new testament too where paul is talking about um of all the sinners that ever were, he's the worst, you know, but God saved him that in order he might show that no one's too far gone. Right. You know, if he could save him, no one is too far gone. I always think, oh, that's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God redeemed me to show you that no one's ever too far. But I think, you know, I think your journey is pretty typical, to be honest, from everything that I've read um, about, and especially with this new generation coming up, the next gen, that 
they're raised in faith-filled homes, but they hit 17, 18, 19, and faith just kind of goes away a little bit when they're out on their own. And it gets put in the back burner or it gets left all together. And they go out and really experiment, for lack of a better word, on their own without God. Um, and, you know, they're seeing that a majority of, of kids do come back um, when they get older or if, if something happens that would signify that. But I think the scary statistic for me is that that number is getting smaller and smaller of people that come back to their faith. Um, and that's what breaks my heart is how do we catch the next gen? How do we pass on um, faith that sticks that they would see and understand the importance of it, you know, but like you said, sometimes it's the school of hard knocks. It's the hard stuff that you've been through that makes you understand. So, you know, was there, cause you said kind of high school and college, which I think is pretty typical that you, you know, if we're going to be practical about this or literal about this, where there's the party scene and the dating scene, and there's so many opportunities to make bad decisions. Would you say that that's pretty fair? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas, was there like a rock bottom for you that you would want to talk about? Or was um, there a turning point or because you said, you know, you came back. Um, but, you know, was there something that kind of instigated that? You know, I think I think there were a lot of rock bottoms. Um, I think it was just the pent up guilt hmm. um, where you knew you were doing something wrong. And maybe it was, oh, I'll, I'll be forgiven later about it. I'll be, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. And I think after a while, I just said enough is enough. Mm. I can't keep living like this. It was packed on anxiety. It was um, just overwhelming, just feeling trapped. Mm. And I don't think anyone would have been able to realize it from the outside. I was still the happy person I am today. But I held all that stuff in and it, <clears throat> excuse me, it just wasn't good for me. Mm-hmm. And I could tell it was, wear, it was wearing me down. Yep. And I remember it was maybe a year after college. <clears throat> I was 25 years old, I believe. Just sitting in my bed being like, Lord, I, d- I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And just praying like, please, please help me get out of this situation. Help me to stop doing what I'm doing and turn to you full time. Yeah. And... I remember going to a uh, Hillsong Young and Free Christian concert mm. downtown Minneapolis with my wife, and I wasn't very into Christian music then. It was kind of something I would have in the car maybe every once in a while, and I and I, I was never one of those churchgoers that lifted up their hands, <laughs> and I don't think I've ever had a better experience at a concert. I was praying. I was hands up in the air, eyes closed. And it was me and my wife, and I really do think that that changed a lot of my mindset because worship music, for me, has helped me escape a lot of those demons that mm. are haunting me when I'm just worshiping in my car by myself. And um, I'd say that's a turning point, too, where I was just like, wow, this is... I've never felt God's presence like that in my life before. Awesome. And it was it was incredible. That's so awesome. I just have goosebumps right now because I was at that concert. Were you? Yes, and yeah. it was such a good concert. Oh my gosh. Um, but it's so biblical because you read all over in the Psalms that uh, 
worshiping the Lord, even Psalm 100, which I read this morning, that I know is not a coincidence, but enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him, praise his name. But if you want to get with God, if you want to get with his presence, man, worship opens the door to that. And when he's in your life, then you're right. It chases away the demons. It gets rid of the anxiety. It pushes it all away. And so I just think that's so cool. That's like the word of God being walked out right there that worship really does just it changes things his presence changes things yes and it says he inhabits the praises of his people and so Mm -hmm. when we worship he comes so i love that cool and you said your wife has been pretty instrumental for you yeah yeah she uh along with my mom and dad have been very instrumental to to bringing me up and um keeping me on the path of i mean i'm not i'm not perfect nothing's i'm still a long way from where i want to be but um, I feel like I'm on a good stepping stone right now to be where I want to be and be the man of God that uh, he desires to me mm-hmm. to for me to be and um, <clears throat> excuse me oh, yeah. yeah and my wife is I mean she she just got baptized two years ago awesome. and her, her faith is just it's unbreakable it's really uh, it's fun to watch her go through her journey and um, she was the one who actually introduced me to Christian music and I never really had a routine in my life. Like some people, they like to read their Bibles every single night and that gets them closer to God. And, um, I've never been a big reader. I've been trying to read the Bible as much as I can, but it's, it's hard for me, uh, personally. But so my, my thing is Christian music. Hmm. I like to just put in the AirPods maybe at night and just listen to some Christian music, music and pray. Um, or in the car, try to do that as much as possible. So um, she's helped me with a lot of things. That's really cool. Yeah. I love that. Uh, cord of three strands, not easily yeah. broken, right? right? When your spouse loves Jesus, they help pull you towards Jesus. The other thing I think is cool about your story is that, you know, you talked about the guilt, but I would maybe say you had con- you had the conviction of the Holy Spirit working in your life because you had already accepted Christ. So even though you had kind of walked away, the Holy Spirit was still in you saying, hey, hey, you know? And to me, that's encouraging as a parent (laughs) of young adults. And I know my producer, Annie, is nodding her head, too, because you raise your children a certain way. But then when they become 18 and become an adult, they get to make their own choices. And they don't always have to embrace your lifestyle or your beliefs or anything like that. And so it's encouraging, I know, for me, and Annie's shaking her head, too, that just to hear that that conviction stayed with you, even when your lifestyle maybe didn't match up with what you were definitely, taught, but definitely. just, you know, we, you hang on your children over to the Lord and you ask that he would be with them. So that's just, um, I just think that's really cool to see how God remained faithful and with you, um, even when times were hard. So yep. that's really cool. Okay. So faith in hockey, because I, um, Bill Butters, do you know, I okay, do. I've heard his testimony and it's unbelievable, yep. but one of the things that he said that really stuck with me was that hockey as a sport is a really uh, hard and difficult place. And that um, there, he alluded to the fact that maybe Christianity was not so popular. So can we talk about that a little bit? Is it, have you found it difficult to be a hockey player and have faith? What have you felt like the, how that has gone? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I was a pretty shy kid growing up. And I remember leaving home for the first time and I knew I had faith and um, I knew I loved this, um, loved this God who loved me so much. And, but I was, 
I was very always scared to talk about it. You know, it was always hard to plug myself into a church by myself. And I think for me, going around and asking guys, hey, do you go to church? What's this all about? And it was difficult. And uh, just like you said about Bill Butters, I think it is a hard environment to be a Christian around. Mm -hmm. Um, In my experience, I haven't haven't seen a lot of faith around the locker room as much as you would somewhere else. But I have found some friends that have the same intentions as 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 I do as far as going to church and and praying being part of a bible study but it it is rare and I think the challenges with that is I mean when you're when you're the only guy that maybe you think has a faith in Christ and um you don't want to be the outcaster you don't want to be that guy that's looked at as oh he's the bible guy you know he's the one that he's not going to come out drinking with us tonight maybe something like that so I think for me it was about trying to fit in a lot and like we said the Holy Spirit was nagging me like come on come on but I think I wanted I looked at the world's desires over over his yeah and they offered like in college and in in juniors they offered uh we had pastors that would come in after practice I'd attend those um would I attend them to my best abilities of paying attention or, oh, I already know this stuff. I don't need to go dive right. deep in, right? <laughs> right. So, you know, it was it was hard for me. But to know that I had that backbone of uh, my faith where um, I knew I was still a Christian. I knew I loved Jesus so much, but I wasn't displaying it in front of my teammates. I think that was the hardest thing. And looking back on it now, I wish I would have being the man that I am now to express that more. Um, but it, it is a tough environment and you got to put on the full armor of God to, to go to some places and, and really overcome the difficulties of this world. And um, unfortunately I didn't do that to the best of my abilities, but you know, God got me through it and he, he made me the man I am today and uh, I'm happy with where I'm at. Have you found that um, as your faith gets stronger, that it's easier to be a little more bold about your faith? For sure, for oh, sure. Okay. Um, I mean, I just, I just trust him so much now that um, I used to care so much what people thought about me, and I think that's a big thing with 18, 19, 20 year olds these days, where um, you want to be liked, you want to be that guy on the team that nobody is is talking about behind their backs, and. Um, you know, I just don't have a care about that anymore. If somebody wants to ridicule yeah. me for having a faith in an everlasting God, I mean, go yeah. for it. Let them. Yeah. Let them. And I always think that's a that's a great spiritual marker too, is when you live for God and not for people, and yeah. when you're willing to endure persecution or even just being made fun of if that's what it takes. You know. Well, yeah, that's what God said in the Bible. He said, "You will be persecuted for right. following me," and right. that's it's so true. It absolutely is. Well, I am proud of you for what it's worth. <laughs> Thank you. For being a light in a dark place. And it does take a lot of courage to stand up. And, you know, not all of us get to have the talent ability where we're playing um, professional hockey and have to deal with that. But, man, I think even about those of us that are going to work every day in an office building or those of us that are 
even interacting with our neighbors. Are we willing to have our neighbors think we're crazy? Are we willing to have our coworkers think we're religious nuts? And I think um, in this day and age, it's even harder because now there's persecution feels like starting to happen to Christians because we're um, often lumped into an intolerant and judgmental group of people. And so, um, you know, I don't think anybody is immune from this. You know, I think in professional sports, it can be even so much more so because of the power in money and all the problems that come with, with having that. But but I think it's it's everywhere. It's those of us going to jobs and offices, and it's those of us raising kids at home, just interacting with neighbors. That it's there needs to be a certain amount of depth that we have with our faith to keep us strong enough to be vocal about that. And um, you know, I had something happen to me a couple of years ago where I thought, man, if I died, uh, someone I loved had passed away, and I thought, man, if I died. Would my whole funeral be people standing up saying, this person showed Christ to me? And I was like, huh, I don't know. Well, I know what I'm going to do about that, you know, and just decided I am going to be the crazy Jesus lady. Uh, but I was almost 40 years old. You know, it took me that long to be secure enough in my faith that I did not care what other people right. thought of me. And if I'm going to be the crazy Jesus lady, so be it. Yeah. So, you know, man, I commend you. Are you 30 yet? Uh, almost 29. Almost, okay. Almost. So a few months. Few you months. figured that out a lot earlier than me. So that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, and we talked about this a little bit, but you are married now and you have a little boy yes. named Asher. Yep. Yep. So fun. You guys can't see it, but he got all sparkles in his <laughs> eyes. Loves his kid. And it's different when you become a parent, isn't it? It is. It and is. you think about passing that on to your yeah. son. Yeah. I mean, thinking of him growing up in the world today, it's it's pretty scary but you know just like my parents did to me I I think my number one job in life is to ingrain him with the um with with the faith of of Jesus Mm. and praying with him each night I mean my biggest prayer right now is for him to know Jesus I mean even talking to my parents as grandparents they're like I want him to know Jesus so I mean it just keeps getting passed down and passed down and I hope that he um just knows how much we love him to to teach him this because he may get sick of it when he's 14, 15 years old to keep hearing about it. But hopefully uh, those lessons that he learns when he's young, it will, will carry through. Absolutely. Okay. So in that dad mindset, I'm going to ask you to give a little bit of advice. Um, Would, what is one like practical thing that you would advise? And I think you've kind of maybe already talked about (laughs) it a little bit, but um, just for our listeners out there, one practical thing that's really helped you to grow stronger and keep you rooted in your faith. Yeah. Well, I think um, I think it's important to surround your people with uh, with the same uh, faith like behaviors as as you do. And um, I'm lucky enough to have a have a wife that um, has those same. Um, word I'm looking for beliefs Beliefs. sorry it's all good you're doing great (laughs) (laughs) the same beliefs as I do but uh as far as practical uh um things that like like I mentioned earlier I think um I found my thing in music yeah um and maybe that's not for everybody maybe it's picking up your bible and just setting aside maybe 10 minutes a week even to start with of just reading a couple verses a week and then making it a few days, then making it every single day. Um, I think it's just so important to, 
to stay ingrained in his word. I mean, you have to you have to make it your your life. It's not something that we can just shove to the side and open up every once in a while. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I I have a long ways to go, but those are some things I'm I'm practicing right now and recently uh, me and my brothers uh, just started a Bible study for the first time. Awesome. And it, it's it's something that we've been talking about for years, and we finally just did it. Mm-hmm. And so, if you have a few buddies who um, who hold the same faith, maybe ask them to do a little Bible study once a week, twice or once every two weeks. Um, just simple stuff like that, I think, can really keep you focused on on him every single day love it now i'm gonna do a little plug i have a, a a blog also and there is a blog post about this but i have a few tips because i am always saying you got to be in the word you got to yeah. be in the word you got to be in the word and then the other thing i heard you talking about too is that to worship that worship is a weapon and i think listening to the right kind of music is absolutely so critical um you know you can listen to other music that's fine but just be aware of how impactful those lyrics are on your thinking um but for reading the word too, if if you're listening and you do not have a regular devotional time and you're listening to this and you're like, okay, well, I want to try. I want to, maybe I, maybe I should do this. Maybe you're feeling a little conviction right now. I would just say, hey, start with reading a psalm in a proverb every day. Do not, if you are have not read the Bible much, jump into Genesis and go through the whole Bible from front to back. Um, three books in, you will be like, why am I reading this liturgy of names and I want to die? I'm so bored. I don't understand any of the weird things that are happening right now. Why are they talking about Nephilites that are nine feet tall and are half angels? Like, I don't understand. But the Psalms and the Proverbs, man, that's just good wisdom. It's just going to help you make good decisions and to know the heart of the Father. And then I just read one chapter a day. And in the New Testament, I would really encourage you to start there and read first because uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you get to know Jesus. And when you get to know Jesus, it strengthens your faith because you understand why it's so important, how amazing his love is for us and what you need to do. And so I would just, I'm going to put my little extra on that and just say, hey, man, if you don't have a regular devotional time or you're not in a Bible study, just start with a Psalm and a Proverb a day and then a chapter of the New Testament if you can squeeze that in too. But I just think getting into his word regularly is the most important thing that you can do. And if you can start listening to music, Christian music too, that is going to be super helpful. So Well, Zach, I have so appreciated our time and you being willing to share um, and be vulnerable with us about your faith journey and what that has looked like. Is there anything else that you want to share or leave us with before you Um, you go? I'll just leave you with uh, my favorite Bible verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declare the Lord. And it's just such a reminder of everyday life. You know, you don't need to know exactly what you're going to be doing each and every single day or week but god's got a plan for you and you just need to listen open up your ears and listen and spend some time with him and you'll figure it out love it thank you so much all right would it be okay if we pray for you before you go and your journey ahead all right heavenly father we just thank you so much we thank you for how you have always been faithful in Zach's life and shown yourself to be faithful. And we thank you for the journey that you have him on. And so Lord, as Zach and his wife and little boy embark on another season and another journey that might take them over to Sweden, Lord, we just ask for your hand in their life that you would make it 
clear and evident what your plan is, that they would have the strength and courage that they need to walk it out, Lord, that you would use them as lights in the dark and that you would have a hedge of protection around them as they go. Lord, we just pray for their future that your will would be done and that you would receive all of the glory and all of the honor for the work that is accomplished in their life. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being here, Zach. What a joy, what a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mint. I hope you were inspired by what you heard and that you were able to glean some practical next steps to help you run the race of faith. Living according to God's truth isn't easy, but it's worth it. So let's do this faith journey together. I invite you to join us next time by subscribing to the Mint podcast so that you don't miss a thing. As always, I love hearing from you. So please visit my website, amintageisler.com and leave me a comment, prayer request, or a follow-up question and I will get back to you. Mint podcasts are directed by Annie Ramirez and we are a production of Reckless Abandoned Ministries, an organization that is focused on loving God and loving people. We are all about feeding bellies so that we can feed souls and we invite you to join us in the pursuit of giving love away to those who need it most. Information can be found on my website. If you would like to support the work that we do here on the Mint Podcast, you can like and share it with your friends, leave a review on the Apple Podcast app, or share a screenshot on Instagram or Facebook and link it up with the Mint website. 